Some school kids are working up to 40 hours a week, including overnight shifts, to help their families pay the bills. Students from Auckland's Tamaki College and Sir Edmund Hillary Collegiate told TVNZ's Q&A it's what they've got to do to help keep the lights on and put food on the table. Some of their teachers are even helping out with essential bills, including for power. Our reporter Tom Taylor spoke to some students in Otahuhu. We will come back to that a little later, but joining us now is the Education Minister and Minister for Child Poverty Reduction, Jan Tanetti. Tenakwe, Minister. Kia ora, Lisa. What do you think of students working that many hours, high school students? Well, clearly that's distressing and it's not acceptable that these young people are working those long hours outside of school hours to help their families get by. Education gives them choices and that limits their ability to, to take those choices up. So have you got any idea about how many young people are in this situation? Look, anecdotally, the Ministry of Education understands there's been an upswing, but that's only from discussions they've had that have come up as part of wider discussions with individual secondary schools. They don't have that data, but they're going to continue to keep asking those secondary school principals. Okay, so they believe there's an upswing and you think it's not acceptable. So what specifically can the government do to help? But we also know that uh, that this requires uh, all of government approach to this. Um, one thing that we have done in education is that we have looked at ch- and have changed the equity funding index within education, meaning more money to go into schools. Some schools are using that and many schools are using that to increase the number of pastoral care hours to help uh, identify the issues, but also approaches that we can take in that all-of-government way to support those families. Minister, can I just interrupt for a second, because I'm interested in that. Could they use the money, for example, to say to a student, you can work one less shift at the takeaway joint, we really need you to turn up for your exam, we'll pay you the money for that shift? No, what they can do is that they can identify the problem, what are the supports that that family needs to enable that young person to be working less hours. So what what are they missing out on? Those are the sorts of things that, in my experience at Odessal One School, our pastoral care people were able to get in, able to find out what the wraparound supports were needed for those families and organise to get those wraparound supports in place. I just want to play you some of the interviews with some of these young people who are working. Any of you work a part-time job? Yeah, I do. What do you do? Construction. How many hours a week? 26. 26 hours a week? 26 hours a long time school. That seems like quite a lot. No, thanks to my dad. How do you find that kind of juggling schoolwork? It's pretty hard because I'm in school and I have to work every after school. But I'll keep it going. So you're going there after school today? Yeah, after training. Right, so that must be starting pretty late then? Yeah. What kind of time does that go to? 12 or 1 in the morning. So after that, presumably, you've still got like some homework to do and that oh, kind of no, thing? No homework. Straight to sleep. So homework kind of goes on the back burner? Yeah. What kind of job do you have? Oh, KFC. You know the one in Greece? The one here with no joyful? Yeah, I work there. How often are you doing that? Uh, th- this week I work um, six days, 40 hours, because I can't do over 40 hours. 40 hours? That's, that seems like a lot alongside school. That's like a full-time job. No, it's not. I a potato. Because I start at 4.30 after school. Finish at 12 and then night, yeah. Does that tire you out? I mean, that's like pretty big work. Kind of. Yeah, but now I'm used to like waking up early. Why did you decide to start doing that? It was just my auntie that wanted me to start a job. Fair enough. You helped him out. 
Yeah. Yeah, is, is that the big part of it to just help out? Yeah, help out my family as a, yeah. Helping out them is good. So, Minister, you're here there. That is essentially a second generation of working poor, isn't it? Absolutely, and that's what I say. It's clearly not acceptable. We know that this is a very complex situation. We know that what interventions that we've put in are showing child poverty rates reducing, but we know that there is so much more to do, and that's why we now have to look at those way more complex solutions that we can apply, and those are the discussions that I've got going on. As I said, this is all of government. This isn't just on education. We need to look at how we can wrap around to to reduce this inequity. Some schools are helping with payments, as I mentioned, to cover students' shifts if they need them to come in for exams. And also some teachers are paying bills, household bills, out of their own pocket. Is that right? It's never been right, but it's always been something that's been long-standing. Teachers in schools, but it shouldn't carry on, job. though, should it, Minister? No, it shouldn't no, carry on. No, and I know no, what you're saying shouldn't. about the complexity of the issue. I do understand that, but some things are simple, like paying a power bill, paying rent. Those are straightforward things that there could be assistance with. Yeah, and that's exactly what we've been doing around that assistance, and that has reduced child poverty so far, but now we're getting to that stubborn part of it, and that's where we need to look at those much more difficult solutions that are obviously causing um, to the issues that obviously causing what is going on at the moment. Lisa, we know that there are long-standing inequities, for, particularly for our Māori and Pacific students, and so that's where we need to look at solutions with those out in community as well. It's not just about, there's all a government, but it's about what are the solutions that those people, those um, NGOs know are going to work best. It's hard enough for some of these kids to get to school, so while I've got you here, what happens if industrial action goes on into the third term? Well, that's what we're working really hard on. I'd have to say that that's my number one focus at the moment to stop that from happening, Um, having conversations around that and meetings all the time. I understand what came through from facilitation last week around potential arbitration. I won't comment on that because I don't want to muddy the process and and go over those principles of fair bargaining, but I'm really working hard to make certain that we can minimise that disruption. I am as distressed as anybody else in this situation at the moment. Our young people need to be at school and need to be learning. Appreciate your time, Minister. That is the Education Minister, who's also the Minister for Child Poverty Reduction, Jan Tanetti there.